The following account is by Captain Wiley Johnson of the 18th Mississippi Infantry, from the book Voices of the Civil War, Chattanooga, by the editors of Time Life Books. The hour of twelve came. We were at the appointed place, drawn up in skirmish line, so that as we neared the fort we would not crowd each other by concentration. The stars shone brightly, and the ground was freezing rapidly. I walked along the line and told the boys to meet me on the other side of those Yankee picket lines under that fort, and it would be all right. At the command we moved forward through brush, briars, and thorns, in the face of the picket firing, capturing or driving all of the pickets into the fort, and getting pretty close to the fort itself. Then came the fun, if there is any fun in such things. I called for my pick-and-spade man, and true to his truest, here was my faithful Irishman, Pat Burns, with his arms full of the implements, in addition to his fighting accoutrements. The line was marked the full length of the regiment for our earthwork. Then you ought to have seen the fire fly out of those rocks. The enemy in the fort, only a few rods off, tried to depress their guns so as to shell us, but every share went over our heads and served only to add increased zest to the work. We had to get into that ground before day, and we did. We had accomplished our part of the contract, and were prepared to hold the position taken, and being so close to the fort, we could aid our assaulting friends from the rear, till they passed over us by picking off the gunners in the fort. At the dawn of day up came the two gallant regiments, steady and determined, visor of the seventeenth, with a hatchet buckled onto a sword belt, with which he had vowed beforehand to cut down the tall flagstaff on top of the fort and McElroy the Thirteenth, the very picture of chivalry, were at the head of their respective regiments. They moved quietly till they passed over us in our embankment. Then, with the rebel yell, they rushed for the fort. It was as grand a charge as I ever saw, but success was impossible under the circumstances, and ought to have been foreseen before the attempt was made. The assaulting force was composed of regiments from different brigades, with no general officer in immediate command. These regiments, instead of moving on parallel lines till they enveloped the fort, began to converge from the start, so when they got to the deep ditch or moat at the base of the fort, they were in the condition of Napoleon's old guard at the Battle of Waterloo when they came to the sunken road of Ohain. They knew nothing of it till they came suddenly upon it, hence they rushed headlong into it. There was no help for it. Companies and regiments were so mixed and jumbled it was utterly impossible for the officers to tell their men from others. It was in the midst of this confusion that Colonel McElroy got out of the ditch and asked a Georgia colonel on his left to move his regiment further to the left in order to make room for his Mississippi regiment. A Georgia colonel, I forgot his name, a brave and good man, questioned the right of an officer of his own rank to command him. Neither knew which rank the other. They were discussing the matter in pretty sharp terms when they were both shot down in their tracks. In the meantime, Colonel Fizer had a little better success. True to his purpose, with hatchet in hand, he had climbed to the top of the parapet and was making for the flagstaff when a ball shattered his arm and he rolled back into the ditch. Many more tried the same thing, and I think a few got over but never to return. A close inspection showed the face of the fort too steep to climb. Captain Wiley Johnson, 18th Mississippi Infantry.